0: Okay, so the series text was found in John 8, 12, has been there. And that says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Y'all, this day and time, keep, keep your eyes upon Jesus. That's true for every season. But the Lord spoke something to me couple of weeks ago when I saw all of these reports about the UFOs that are the video footage that's being released by the government and whatever you feel about that, I have my own feeling on that, it doesn't really matter. But Jesus told me after I saw that report that there's coming an enlightenment, but it's not my light. So my, let's let's make sure that we have our eyes focused on Jesus, the light, right? And we're walking in the light because There's coming a time where it will be very easy for you to be deceived. So now it's time to draw close to Jesus. If you're hesitating uh, for whatever reason, look, run close to Jesus. Okay, and so we're looking at the battle between light, which is God's forces, and darkness, Satan's forces. And the battle is over every one of us. It's the battle over our soul. So we've really been looking at the soul the, the mind, the will, the emotions. And, la- and the last time I talked to you about the mighty weapons that we have to help with this war over our soul. And I mentioned to you how, uh, how the Holy Spirit is a great ally to us and a mighty weapon for us. So I want to continue talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday is very relevant to us. As Pentecostals, those who believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not about a denomination, right? It's about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But Pentecost is a festival that was before the Holy Spirit came. It means 50th, the 50th day after Passover. And it was another festival within itself. But just so happened on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, the promised baptism of the Holy Spirit came on that first Pentecost Sunday after Jesus ascended into heaven. So we're going to be looking at that a little bit today, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit and what he means to us. And today our key text is found, Acts chapter 2, is actually when that, that Pentecost Sunday took place, the, as far as the baptism of the Holy Spirit took place. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And man, I just hope that happens today. And verse 3, it says, They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All, would you say all, please? All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So there was such a noise that took place, and they heard the disciples speaking in different languages, so much so, there was so much noise and so many different languages that the people gathered in that city for Pentecost began to come around where the disciples were. There was a crowd that gathered, and Peter began to preach. It said, verse 14 then Peter stood up with the 11 raised his voice and addressed the crowd you understand this is the same Peter that about 50 days 51 53 days earlier denied Christ and was hiding with the other disciples because of fear they were hiding from these same people but now after receiving the gift of the holy spirit Peter stands up and he begins to pre- and he preached, y'all. He preached a broccoli message and not a Twinkie message. You'll have to go back and read it. And this is part of his message. He said, "Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this: God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah." And you think he was scared at this moment? And it said, "When the- this is the difference the Holy Spirit makes, right?" When the Holy Spirit heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Conviction fell on them. Those that screamed crucify now are under the uh, conviction of the Holy Ghost. And this is what Peter replied. He said, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit aren't we so thankful that we can go from from being against god to being saved and full of god come on somebody that we can go from denying god and then we can go from proclaiming his message we can go from hiding in fear worried about other people to being full of God and, and, and reaching the world for him, boldly proclaiming his name. That's all of us. We all had our things in the past. But thanks be to God, we can receive forgiveness. We can be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Peter goes on to say, the promise is for you and your children and for everybody that thinks that the Holy Ghost stopped with the early church. Peter said, for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's us. That's me and you. The promise is for you. This, when Peter concluded his message, about 3,000 people were added to the disciples, became believers that day. What a difference the Holy Spirit makes. This was, the, again, that same Peter that had a struggle Uh, professing the Lord earlier now proclaiming the Lord with boldness today I believe the Holy Spirit is going to fill many of us all over again I believe he's going to baptize some of us I believe some of us are going to commit our lives to Christ and really commit and have a lasting relationship with the Lord and it's all because the presence of God is with us today he is here and let's welcome him let's pray father thank you so much for your son, Jesus, who paid the price for all of our sins. Lord, it doesn't matter where we stand today with you that we can receive forgiveness, we can be brought close to you and become your sons and daughters. And I pray that would happen today, pull on hearts, cut, Lord, to the quick. Lord, let us know if we're not right with you. Today, Lord, by your grace, by your mercy, Expose any sin in our life that's keeping us from you. It's your love that will do that, and it's your spirit that performs that. And I pray that you would. Now, Lord, I'm Lord, I'm also asking that you fill us all with your presence. We need you. Would you say that out loud if you're comfortable with that? We need you. Lord, we need you in our lives. Fill us up to overflowing and speak to us. Church, let's pray it. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life, in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. I um <clears throat> want to take a moment to address everybody watching online. I know Broward done this earlier. There's probably a few traveling today, and uh, that are not with us, and they're uh, thankfully are able to watch online because of our great production team. And can we? I, I wanted to say something personal. I want to say, hey, to my nephew. Kevin, that he told me he would be watching today. So would y'all make everybody feel welcome today? We're so glad that you're able to join us. So today's title is, May the Force Be With You, but that's not the Jedi Force. (laughs) It's much greater, and he is the very presence of God, the Spirit of God, and he is here, sent here by Jesus himself to help me and you live for him. So Peter, in his message, describes really rather indirectly the three baptisms. The the Bible shows us three baptisms, and I want to briefly go over those. If you're taking notes, if you want to pull up your app, you can do that. But there are three baptisms that the Bible shows us. And when Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in that, we see these three baptisms. The first one is this. There's the baptism into the body of Christ. The baptism into the body of Christ. This is what happens at salvation. At salvation, the Holy Spirit, the very presence of the Lord moves in our life. You can go from a strung out drug addict in one moment and when you commit your life to christ the holy holy presence of the lord comes in this wicked sinful vessel and he moves right on in your life isn't that amazing all of the junk all of the sin that we had and in one moment the holy spirit convicts our heart and when we act on that lord please forgive me we put faith in the lord the Holy Spirit, the one that was, that was so, so holy that when, when the Lord settled on the Ark of the Covenant, if you didn't handle it right, you would end up dead. And this very presence of the Lord moves in our life, and he makes us a child of God. And we're baptized into the body of Christ. Isn't that so good? Now that's worth the price of admission right there now. That we can be children of God, and and most of us are, many of us are. We have made up our mind. We're serving the Lord. Perfect? No. But the Bible says that we have this treasure in jars of clay, this fragile, sinful flesh that the presence of God, this treasure of God can move in. 1 Corinthians says, for we were all baptized by one spirit. It may be different denominations, right? But it's one spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. The body of Christ. Today, all over the world, there are different churches meeting, and there are some with names as long as this stage, and there are different different kinds of, of ways to worship. But if it agrees with the Bible... And Jesus is proclaimed and, and, and held as the Messiah. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't that so good? I passed this morning, I think, four churches before I got here. And I, we just pray, Lord, bless that church today. Bless that church today. Lord, Lord, they're serving you. Just bless them today. And we should do that as the body of Christ. We should be able to, we should want to pray for other churches that glorify Jesus so we can build God's kingdom. This is the baptism into the body of Christ. Every believer experiences this baptism. When they ask Christ into their heart, the Spirit of God moves in, and our spirit gets regenerated or reborn and made new by the Holy Spirit. So your spirit is baptized or immersed into the body of Christ. That's so, I'm so thankful that We Sure, we we go to God's word and we go to church to to learn about God's word. But I'm so thankful as a Christian, I don't have to have a list of do's and don'ts in my pocket. I'm so thankful that as I study God's word and as I fellowship with his spirit, he lets me know. And I encourage you to make it your daily prayer. Lord, is there anything in me, anything in me that's not pleasing to you? If it doesn't please you, I don't want it. But so-and-so says it's okay. So-and-so says it's not a big deal. So, No, no, it depends on the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit telling me? Because I am so glad that I'm baptized and I'm a part of the body of Christ. So that's the baptism of, into the body of Christ. The second baptism, of course, we're all familiar with. A couple of weeks ago, we had three people get baptized in water. What a celebration. Uh, John, uh, Luke 3 says this uh, after Peter of course said, repent and be baptized. So Luke three, this is when Jesus was baptized. It said, now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were open. Did Jesus have to be baptized? Did Jesus have sins that needed to be forgiven? No, Jesus did this to set an example for us. And if Jesus set that example, we should also. We, you should be baptized in water when you put your profession of faith, when you put your trust in God, and you say, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. So baptism is an outward expression of that first baptism, that, that into the body of Christ baptism. So when you are uh, baptized in water, it says, I am a follower of Christ. I just want everybody to know. And you can help hold me accountable. I'm going to follow Jesus from this day forward, and as I've said before, if you've gotten away from God and you knew you, you know you were not living for God, and you recommit your life to Christ, there is nothing to keep you from being baptized in water again. I've said it before; I even know someone that baptized themselves in a bathtub. <laughs> well, I hope they didn't have a a people that are viewing that, and baptism baptism is really supposed to be done in public, but if it works for you, it works for you, okay? And uh, so you should be baptized in water as soon as you're given the opportunity after following Christ. Do you have to be baptized in water to go to heaven? No, the thief was not baptized in water and he made it to paradise, right? But should you want to be baptized in water since you're a follower of Christ? Yes. There should, if there's a reason to keep you from being baptized in water, that's You really need to look at that and find out, okay, what's what's keeping me from doing this open profession of my faith? So that is the second baptism. And the third one is this. The baptism with the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. The baptism with the Holy Spirit. Peter said, repent and be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some of Jesus' last words on earth. Before he ascended into heaven, he said this to his disciples. Let me read it to you. Acts 1, beginning of verse 4. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, talking about Jesus, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. Did anybody see that Jesus had, he gave them, the word said he gave them this command. Don't you leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you understand, these are some of the last words of Jesus with his disciples. Earlier, he told them, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples. Now he says, right before he goes to heaven, but wait. Don't don't leave Jerusalem. I know I just gave you the Great Commission, but you got to have some help. Wait, don't you go anywhere. Wait, there is a gift coming to you. It's the promised Holy Spirit. And Jesus himself earlier said, I'm going to send him to you. He told his disciples, guys, you're sort of sad that I'm saying I'm going to leave. But he says, it's better for you that I do go. Because if I do go, I'm going to send you the help that I told you about, the promised Holy Spirit. So that is the third baptism uh, that we find in scripture, and all three are for every person and every every believer. Every believer should receive all three baptisms. They are powerful, they are life-changing. Which one is required for salvation? The first one, of course, that's, that's the most important, giving our life to Christ. But the other two are extremely important for your life. If you have been saved, you should want to experience everything God's got for you. And that includes these other two baptisms. And I'm so glad that I experienced them. I experienced uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit at eight years old. And I was baptized in water. I don't remember the age, but shortly after that. But I turned from God my whole teenage life. I mean, until about 18, 19, I lived for the devil. He won the soul war on me. And I recommitted my life to Christ at about 18 or 19. And since then, have been baptized in water again. And since then, have been filled up all over again with the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for that. As a matter of fact, I, my prayer is to be filled every day. Somebody said, well, why do you have to be filled every day with the, with the Holy Spirit? This great person of faith said, because we leak, and man, living in this world can cause you to leak out all your Holy Ghost, I'm telling you. And we have to be filled up all over again. Well, it's impossible for me to be able to to talk about the Holy Spirit in detail, much at all in one message. But I'm just gonna give you today what I felt like the Lord gave me to share with you. And so I wanna talk to you about the four attributes of the Holy Spirit. The four attributes, attribute as a a quality or or a feature, something described about a person. And we see these in scripture. So the first one is this. uh, The Holy Spirit is related to as fire, an attribute of the Holy Spirit. The first one is fire. And we read it in Acts chapter 2. It says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Boy, as a preacher, do I want to see this happen sometime? I mean, those, those people that want to doze while I'm preaching, I just would hope a tongue of fire just hit them on the head and singe them a little bit. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it would be fun, I'm telling you. I, I could take it myself. Uh, so John the Baptist said that Jesus would baptize his believers with the Holy Spirit and fire. And and this spiritual fire of the Holy Spirit has so many benefits for us. To be full of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been around someone and and you just thought for the Lord, they're just on fire for the Lord. And these are some of the benefits of the Holy Spirit's fire in our our life. Uh, First of all, the Holy Spirit's fire, it, it purifies us. The Holy Spirit helps get those things out of our life, just like fire is used to purify metals, silver, and gold. And they say that as as they purify that, as they use fire to purify that metal, the the bad stuff, the the impurities, rise to the top so they can be scooped off so the silver or gold can be pure, can be authentic. And man, don't we need that as children of God? If you want to see how the impurities in your in your flesh, just spend some some extra time with the Lord, and even put th- put some fasting on top of that. And I'm telling you, you will see some ugly flesh. You will see some ugly things inside of you. I mean, does anybody know what I'm talking about? That, that the closer you get to the Lord, it just seems like you get uglier in your spirit. I mean, you just wanna you just lose it a little bit. And and um, I know for me, sometimes when when I fast, I have to watch my attitude. <laughs> I mean, my flesh is pretty strong. What about yours? And the Holy Spirit helps us to be able to show those attitudes, those things that are not really pleasing to the Lord, those, those things that, that we may even justify and we may not even see a big deal. But the Holy Spirit will see, show us those things that we can deal with those things. When the Holy Spirit shows you something, through even a message like this, please be very careful and not justify it by saying, well, I'm just not perfect. I'll never be perfect. No, no, you won't. But don't justify what the Holy Spirit is showing you in your life. If the Holy Spirit is showing you something, it's for your good, not to condemn you, but to bring you closer to the Lord. Amen. don't we need some purifying work of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's fire, I love this, it consumes. He just, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in every area of your life. When, when we allow the Holy Spirit to burn in our life, we just start thinking about God all the time. We just, we just can't wait to get to church. We just can't wait to spend our time with the Lord. And, and sure, we all know in this Christian life there are peaks and valleys but man, during those valleys, the Holy Spirit within me cries out um, within, with my spirit for me to call out to draw closer to the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to consume your life. Not, not be compartmentalized just on Sunday mornings. He wants to be involved in the things you watch on TV, the, the, the music you listen to, the, the, the people you're around. The Holy Spirit wants to consume your life. And how many welcomes that? I hope everybody in this house. I welcome the Holy Spirit to have my life. Man, I'm so glad within me, he makes course adjustments all the time. He'll share little things. I, uh, yesterday, driving in my vehicle, as I've shared with you before, I can, um, I, I can uh, if I was not a Christian, I think I would have road rage. Uh, people just get on my nerves when I'm driving. How many of you would be honest and let the Lord love on you and raise your hand and it, it just seems like people look crazy to driving and uh and, and I'm, I'm sometimes I can be bad by saying little things as I'm driving like idiot <laughs> you idiot and um, the Lord let me know yesterday me and Patty were talking I said I got to be careful even when I say things in my car because it lets my love level leak out my love leaks out when I do that. And uh, so I want to keep my love level up, so I'm just going to start blessing them. And me and Patty had a conversation about that. Well, did I just come up with that? No, I, it was the Holy Spirit. I just went from calling them an idiot. <laughs> I do not know what I called them, to tell you the truth. It was not a cuss word. <laughs> but I can guarantee you one thing, it wasn't loving. And the Holy Spirit taught me, hey, you're not. your love is leaking out. Just, just bless them instead. That's all the Holy Ghost, y'all. That's not me. And he helps us. He wants to consume every part of us. He, he, he warms us. His fire warms us. He makes us compassionate for the things of the Lord, uh, the things that God is compassionate about. He gives us a passion for the lost. He gives us a, a, a desire to worship. And, and then the last one is this. The Holy Spirit's fire attracts Fire is mesmerizing. We like to build fire pits and just watch the flames. Fire is mesmerizing. And it, it attract, we're attracted to it. And man, don't we need the fire of the Holy Ghost for the lost to be attracted to us? Not, not it for us personally, but the Holy Spirit inside of us. Let me ask you, when is the last time someone told you there's just something different about you? I just see something different about you. I want to know about it. I mean, that's what people should be telling us all the time. That you don't act like everybody else. And and there's something special. There's something different about you. And that comes when we have the fire of the Holy Ghost working in our lives. And man, don't we need more of that? So the Holy Spirit, one of his attributes is fire. Hang with me. We're going to be praying in just a moment. The second one is wine. Now this is spiritual wine. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not get drunk on wine. Well, Pastor, I'd just like to... Drink with my meal, well the, here the Bible says well I don't drink to get drunk. well, who determines that i just, so if you ain't drinking to get a buzz, why are you drinking anyway and and what does the Lord describe as a buzz? Is that drunk to him? I say it's just too complicated why why don't you just get you some grape juice and be okay that was just, that was just extra. Which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God. When the disciples received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that people thought they were drunk. There was something about them that seemed, they seemed to be drunk. I guess joyful. And they said that these people have had too much wine. And this is what Peter said to them. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine, uh, nine in the morning, It should say. It's only nine in the morning. It's too early for, for them to be drunk. I hope they weren't drunk at nine at night, but I don't think they were, right? Verse 16 says, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young man will see visions. Your old man will dream dreams. You know, the world thinks that the only way that we can have a good time is to give in to the desires of the flesh, to do what other people do to have joy. And or for, for them it would be drinking and, and partying. But everything the world has is nothing more than a counterfeit of what the Spirit offers. We'll give that one more time. Everything that the world has is nothing but a counterfeit of what the Spirit of God offers us. Amen. Those that when you when you drink, and I, I've I've been there, and and w- drinking not just wine but alcohol, it, it brings a a temporary happiness, but it sure leaves the sorrows behind. And I was the kind I was a foolish drunk. Does anybody was anybody else like that? I had to be the drunkest person to get drunk. A buzz was not. Uh, there for me, um, I actually, uh, back when I was partying, I actually drank Everclear straight at one time, and it should have burned my esophagus, I'm 180 proof, it was, and, and so I had to do it more than anybody else, and, and um, thought I was having a good time, until the buzz, the, the well, <laughs> it was more than a, until the unconsciousness lifted, right. and I realized, this is not, this is not fun. The pain is even, hurts even more. And that's what the world can offer us to give us some temporary happiness. But let me tell you, what the Spirit of God gives you is eternal, permanent joy. And it comes with God's blessings. Which one do you want? Uh, people like wine because it dulls their pain uh, uh, until the buzz leaves and the pain remains. But the Holy Spirit will make you feel good and heal your pain, and the good feeling will remain. Isn't that good? Wine is addictive. People drink it. Uh, There are people that have gotten uh, addicted to wine, whiskey, whatever, alcohol, and they've lost everything. And can I tell you, the Holy Spirit will help you get addicted to Jesus. There ain't no high like a Holy Ghost high. Come on. And he will help you get addicted to Jesus, where you'll be one of those that like to sit up on the front row. Come on, front row, folks. (laughs) And you'll be one that wants to just worship the Lord. And you'll be ready just, I want to get in God's presence today. I want to be with him. He will give you an addiction to his presence. And I'm telling you, there's no regrets. Now let me give you the third attribute, and that's oil. And we need the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit. The oil is symbolic of God's anointing on your life. In the Old Testament, the priests were anointed with oil, and they would just pour the oil on the head of the priest. It it tells us that they did that with Aaron, and the oil will just run down, completely covering them, saturating them. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. He wants to anoint you with his presence. The Holy Spirit will bring an incredible anointing on your life and the anointing changes everything. Being in the church for, for a long time, I've, I've sit where you've sat and I've seen people get up and, and, and to see them, they were very unassuming and I was thinking, okay, this is gonna be a waste of time. But when they opened their mouth, there's an anointing that came out of them. And that was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Some of you, will remember or know about Catherine Kuhlman that God used in such an amazing way. Uh, to look at her, you would think, uh, okay, she's different. <laughs> there's, there's, she's even a little weird. But when, the, when she began to minister, the Holy Spirit began to move, people would get healed. See, that's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing changes everything for your life, in your life. The anointing blesses you, but not just for you to keep it to yourself. The anointing is to move through you to bless others. 2 Corinthians says this, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. If you have the presence of the Lord operating in your life, you received an anointing to live for God. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that anointing grows. It says it makes you firm in Christ. You are anointing with the Holy Spirit. Set, he anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us. Isn't that good? That when the, when the devil sees us, he sees the seal of the Holy Spirit? I just want to know what it looks like. I mean, I, just, I would like to see it. And he put his spirit in our hearts. Look at this. As a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. The Holy Spirit settles in your life. Yes, it happens at salvation, that first baptism, but there's more. And that's the reason why Jesus said, wait, guys, you already believe in me. They had to have the Holy Spirit to believe in him. Wait, there's more. You have such an incredible work I've given you to do. Wait, there's an anointing coming on you. And in Acts 1.8, Jesus said this, but you will receive power, that's the anointing, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, pastor, isn't that anointing that you're talking about just for the preacher and the evangelist and maybe even the worship leader? No, no, no. It's for every believer that has the presence of God working in their lives. Every believer that will say, yes, Lord, fill me with your presence, fill me with the baptism of your spirit. There's an anointing for you to live for God and to help others live for God. Aren't you so thankful for that? The anointing changes everything. The presence of the Lord working in your life. You'll be going about your daily business business and the Lord will put something on your heart. Hey, go tell that person I love them. Hey, go do this for that person. and And you're just you're just walking along, minding your own business, and the anointing of the Lord will pull you in a direction to go minister some, to someone. And I'm telling you, it's wonderful. There's nothing else like it. How many of you want the, uh, more of an anointing on your life? I know I'm raising my hand. More of an anointing on my life. More God direction. More God's power to, to follow through with what he wants me to do. There is an anointing for you with the Holy Spirit. And then the last one. The last attribute, there's many, many others we can can see in the Bible, but I want to talk to you about the water of the Holy Spirit, the water. Jesus said in John chapter seven, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. Whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I believe Jesus was directly referring to the prayer language that accompanies the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the language of heaven. It's a perfect prayer. The Holy Spirit will give you the ability to pray in the Spirit. The Bible calls it praying in the Spirit. Uh, it also says praying in tongues. Uh, in 1 Corinthians promises this, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. So when you pray in the Spirit or you pray in a tongue that the Holy Spirit gives you at baptism, it's one of the evidences, there are others, but it's one of the evidences that will change your prayer life. That you won't even know exactly what you're praying, but you will know you're praying the will of God, that the Holy Spirit Himself will pray through you the perfect prayer. Man, isn't that wonderful? Uh, man, I, sometimes I don't know what to pray for. I don't know. I was like, I can pray, God, whatever your will will be. But then when I know I spend time using my prayer language, I am praying exactly God's will. I am praying the perf- perfect prayer that could be prayed. Because the Holy Spirit uses me to pray that prayer. And it's for my benefit. There is a um, story that I heard. Uh, some of you will know uh, Willie George. And uh, has been in ministry and done some incredible things for the Lord in his life. And he was talking about the prayer language, praying in tongues. And he said one time he got on an on air, airplane. I forget where he was going. But he just had this urgency come on him to pray in the Spirit. And he just began to pray in the spirit. Right that. you don't have to be loud. You can you can just pray in the spirit under your under your own your voice. And just he just began to pray in the spirit. He didn't know what he was praying for. He just knew there was an there was an urgency. And he just began to pray. And um, later, when he got home, he was told that one of his children were in danger. I can't remember the exact story. But, but I, I won't even say maybe one got hit by a car. I can't remember. Don't hold me to that. But it was something that was like, it was, it was urgent. And he found out that it was the exact time that he felt this urgency to pray in the Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows what you're going through. The Holy Spirit knows what God's plans are for your life. The Holy Spirit knows what Satan is trying to put on you. The Holy Spirit knows. And this is such a wonderful benefit. That when you can pray in the Spirit, you're praying the will of God by God himself. And man, don't you want that? I know I pray in the Spirit. I try to pray in the Spirit every day. I I pray in English. Yeah, there's some things that I want to cover. But then I pray in the Spirit. Because even the things that I pray for may not be correct. So I pray in the Spirit often. And I'm telling you, if you have not experienced this water of the Holy Spirit, out of your belly, the Bible says what Jesus said, flow rivers of living water. If you haven't experienced that, just, just say, God, if it's you, I want it. Don't let Satan trip you up. Don't let other people trip you up. Um, well, you know, the, the disciples did it, but but they needed power then to build the church and to reach the laws. Okay, so has that changed? <laughs> we need power now, right? We need God's power working within us to help us to live for the Lord, to build the church and to reach the lost. Would you stand, please? Ooh, I feel like I preached a marathon, man. How do you cover the Holy Spirit in about 20, well, 30 minutes? But he can cover himself. (laughs) I am so thankful for him. Can I tell you, um, when I did commit my life to Christ, I only... uh, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be close to God. Prior to that I just went to church to find a girl. I mean, that was the truth. And um and um it worked. <laughs> and um but I mean when I committed my life to Christ I didn't know where to begin, y'all. I didn't I I knew to sit and listen to the preacher, that was important. Um, but I, and I had a Bible, probably that time was King James and and I just I just didn't know where to begin. The the church that I grew up with but I'm thankful for that. That's so where I gave my life to Christ. They received the baptism, but they didn't do a good job teaching me. They told me, you know, how that God, you know, they, they showed me right and wrong in in a way, more wrong than right. But I didn't know what to do on Mondays. I didn't know what to do on Friday nights. I needed someone to say, not only is this the word, this is how you apply it to your life. And teaching does that, and and I'm probably more of a teacher than a preacher. But I can tell you this. I fellowshiped with the Holy Spirit. And I opened the Bible and he was my teacher. He taught me. He revealed Jesus to me. He became my best friend. And he wants to do the same for you. If, if your Christianity is just sort of, sort of 2D kind of thing and it's just it's just it seemed like it's sort of reached a level and it won't go anymore. Open your heart to receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus thought it was important enough to send him. And he thought it was so important for his disciples. He said, if I go, I'm going to send him and it's going to be better. He's not only going to be on you, he's going to be in you. And I'm just telling you, if there's whatever your background, your background might've told you, don't you give in to them speaking in tongues kind of things. You go to God's word and you ask God to reveal himself to you. And this is the way I encourage people to pray all the time. Lord, if it's from you, I want it. If it's not, I don't. But Lord, if it's from you, I want everything you have for me. You will not go wrong. And I'm telling you, I believe the Lord is gonna fill you up to overflowing. Would you bow your head please? The most important thing right now is that we commit our lives to Christ. We want to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is where it should be. It's time to—it's time to deal with the small things. It's time that thing that you've been justifying by saying, "Wait a minute, I'm not perfect." Well, you're justifying what the Holy Spirit wants to free you from. And hear me, this is direct. Now, this is—this is direct. This is from the Lord because this was not my plan. If you keep justifying that small thing, hear me, it's going to become a big thing to you. And if the Lord is showing you today, his love is being extended to you. He knows what will happen if you keep playing with that. And he wants you to be free in Christ. So you could take it to the Lord. Yeah, we should be sorrowful to repent. But you don't have to leave here sorrowful anymore. You hear me? God is showing you that means he wants to help you. He wants to bring you closer to him. I wanna say that prayer for that person right now. And as a matter of fact, all of us, if we're sinning in our life, let's deal with it. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to to move in our hearts, to forgive us of that sin. The Lord's gonna help us with that. Let's pray the prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross For my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Head still, Bible, just for a moment. I think it's so important. And If you had sin in your life and today you say, Look, I, I made it real with the Lord today. And especially if you were that person that's been justifying that small thing. I wanna pray for you, I wanna, I wanna I'm want to. i not gonna judge you. You understand, I know how it is in my life to have something like that. But the Lord is speaking directly to you today, I know that. And I wanna keep you in prayer. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Just repenting of that small thing. I've been justifying that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who else is it? I know there's a few. Anyone else? Yeah, I see your hand, man. I'm gonna be praying for you, man. I've seen three people that raised their hands and I'm going to be praying for you. There's no condemnation. Today, if you prayed that prayer, you just got closer to Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'm going to go ahead and pray for them now, Lord, that you strengthen them. God, I'm going to pray, yes, Lord, that you lay your hand heavy on them. Lord God, let them experience the fullness of your presence. Lord God, let that anointing rest on their life. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So um, I I want to pray personally for anyone who wants to receive this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I know this is uh, the way I grew up. I was scared to death uh, for that to happen in my life because it was, you had to say something before they wouldn't let you leave the altar were telling me to hang on then they're telling me to let it go and telling me to say this i'm like i don't want to say that and uh i just didn't really have a good experience and for me uh me i've shared this before me and a, and uh my couple of guys as a matter of fact chris neely's brother he comes to church here my cousin during the altar uh, during a message me and, we got up out of the out of the chairs the anointing hit us so hard preacher i don't know what he was preaching i don't think he knew what he was preaching. <laughs> and we got up and came to the altar in the middle of his message and he didn't even know what to do with us but I'm so thankful God put it on a a college girl's heart going to college Christian college and she came up and said hey guys, I want to pray with you took us in a little side room off the altar and she prayed with us received the Holy Ghost so thankful that God made it personal and intimate for me and man how my life changed you guys know that you that have walked away from God you know what I'm fixing to say is the truth and even when you walked away from him he was still there with you and I saw him at times even in all of my sin that God would just show up and show his love to me shouldn't have he did And I'm so thankful that someone was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So I want to pray with you, okay? I'm going to ask Patty to stay here. Maybe Sybil and Pastor Rob, would you stay with me just a moment? And we just want to pray with you. Hey, we're going to dismiss everyone else. If you don't mind, uh, go ahead and get your children first and and get in the line. If you can help these uh, kids, if you don't want to stay for lunch, they won't mind you putting something in the donation bucket anyway. But it's going to be some good hot dogs. Tim is actually cooking them on the griddle. It's going to be some good got your toppings back there and uh, if you want to be baptized in the holy spirit or if you just need to be filled all over again when we dismiss um they're going to play some music i just want you to hang around just a few moments come right up front and just start seeking the lord okay then we'll pray in just a moment after everybody gets out and we just want to pray in agreement with you and, and see this the lord do this miracle for you that third baptism All right, I want to bless you you, if you want to receive this. May the Lord raise your hand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.